Welcome to the Pursue of Bliss podcast. My name is Kristen. I'm a self-professed health, spirituality, and mindset junkie. You know that blissful happiness you feel when you're just at peace with yourself, living fully in the present moment? That's the feeling I believe we are all in the pursuit of. And I want to help you get one step closer by up-leveling your health, mindset, and love for yourself. Because that lasting and blissful happiness can only be found and created within. So get ready for all things mindset, holistic health, and spirituality. I hope this serves you. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Pursuit of Bliss podcast. I am recording this from our new home in Costa Rica. We finally moved in. I'm so excited. It feels so good to finally, finally, finally be grounded in a home. And it's slowly coming together. It's like this beautiful two-story home. It's three bedrooms. We have an extra room to turn into any space we want and it's everything that I had in my journal it's modern and it's spacious and there's huge windows in every room and there's balconies and the ocean the ocean the universe even threw in a view of the ocean from across this like beautiful field so it feels so good to be here And it's crazy being here and just remembering how a few weeks ago when I was struggling to find somewhere to live, I was about to settle. Like I was about to settle for something that would have been, you know, a tenth of of what this place is. You know, I really didn't even know this place existed. I couldn't have imagined it existed. I remember just kind of being like, you know what? I'm not going to settle. I'm going to open myself up to receive miracles because Miracles are available to us every single day and every single moment. They're our birthright. We are so worthy of them, but we have to be open to receiving them. And if we are not expecting miracles, if we're not open to miracles, we're not going to receive them because it's our vortex, our energetic feels it's literally shut off to it. When we're only imagining what could go wrong or thinking we're not going to find what we want, Or when we're expecting to be disappointed, this can often happen subconsciously. We don't even realize it, but we go into the house hunt or the job hunt or the meeting or whatever it is. And we're we're subconsciously expecting to be disappointed and we're guarding ourselves and preparing ourselves and anxious, just waiting for the disappointment to come. We're putting all of this pressure on ourselves to make sure we find the perfect thing or do the perfect thing or say the perfect thing. But what if we just took a deep breath and... Ask the universe for a miracle. What if we were all open for miracles all the time and realize that we don't have to do everything? It can be easier. But we have to allow that possibility into our energetic field. Like you have to claim what you're available for. And when I say claim, I mean choose and then show up for that. Visualize that. Embody that energy. And I'm in a place of not only claiming my highest desires, but claiming that I get to be miraculously surprised by the magic and the way with which and the ease with which my desires show up. And every single one of us is so worthy of that, but you have to claim it. 
And I've just been in awe of the magic of this town and my life right now. And yesterday I was walking down the beach and I was just looking at this like the most magical ethereal sense that I've seen in months, like since I've been here and I just got chills, but like I could cry and I literally did not feel like I was on planet earth. Like I swear my, I was not, it was not earth. It was, I felt like I was in Pandora. If anyone's ever seen the movie Avatar, I am obsessed with that movie. I think my soul belongs there or has lived there in a lifetime before, but I just had this like moment, these 10 minutes of uh, this is Pandora. This is not earth. (laughs) I don't know. It like felt like I was on drugs, but I wasn't. I was completely sober, like only had water all day. And it was just this out of body, like, I don't even know how to describe it in words, but I'm just having these moments in life where it doesn't feel like real life. It just feels magical. And life is feeling more like just this dream, this walking dream state. Like it's, it's just not as real as we think it is. It's it. All we're doing is lucid dreaming. That's it. We're lucid dreaming and you can lucid dream anything that you want. Anything that you want is available to you in this lucid dream. You just have to learn how to lucid dream. The same, I was watching this video this morning talking about lucid dreaming in our sleep. And I was just thinking like, that is all we're doing in our walking reality. All of those tips apply to this current reality. All you have to do is realize that you're dreaming, that this isn't real life. And then choose and claim what you desire and believe that it's yours. Like if you're lucid dreaming in your dream, when you decide you want to fly or decide you want something, you know you can have it. Because in a dream, you can have anything you want. Like There are absolutely no limitations. And that's how our walking reality is. But we learn to take this reality so seriously. Like we call it reality. Like as if this is more real than our dreams. It's not. We call it reality and we treat it so seriously. What if we just treated it like the dream that it really is, like a lucid dream where nothing is as serious as it seems, like it's all just a cosmic joke. And I did want to talk about surrender and that's one form of, of easing into surrender as a realizing that even when shit seems like a mess and chaotic and everything's falling apart and you're on your knees, like it's all one big cosmic joke. That's all it is. It's a dream. Sometimes, like, I literally joke with my best friend about, like, the universe must be looking down on me laughing right now, like, sending me just lesson after lesson, challenge after challenge, like, to the point where it's it's so painful, it's, it's actually funny, and I can laugh at it, like, I swear to you, all of my spirit guides and ancestors and the universe, like, God's spirit source is laughing at me right now, like, this has got to be a joke, how is all of this shit going wrong at one time? But when I'm, able to, when I'm able to have that higher perspective and like see it as this, I'm in a lucid dream right now. Like it is actually kind of funny that all of these things are happening at one time. And I get to have this higher perspective of, yeah, the humanness of this sucks right now. But also I know that it's all going to work out for me. Everything is going to be okay. And in fact, not only is everything going to be okay, but everything is okay right now. Even if it doesn't seem okay and... I want you to really breathe into that for a moment. Not only is everything going to be okay, but everything is already okay. Everything is already okay right now. And there's nothing that you need to do to force it to be okay. The entire universe, God, source, spirit, all of your ancestors, guides, 
are all divinely orchestrating everything right now. It's already okay, even if you don't feel it yet. It's already okay, I promise. I know without a shadow of a doubt. And just for a quick little energetic or mindset shift or anyone who might need it before I go more deeply into surrender is if you're really anxious about where you want to be, really anxious about what you want not coming, I invite you to stop looking for problems and start claiming your truth. I mean your highest truth, your soul's truth. Most likely you're unconsciously focusing on all the things that could go wrong. And that's important to witness those and be present with your fears and to validate them. But also, what are all the things that could go right? Like, what if it went incredibly? So many of us stop ourselves from trying things or taking risks because what if it goes wrong? But what if it goes right? What if everything goes right? Are you even open to that? Are you receptive to that? How does that feel in your body? What could go right? What would that look like? What would that feel like? Like such a simple shift, but we sometimes forget to make that shift for ourselves. So whatever it is that you're worrying about right now in your reality, what would it feel like if it went better than you could imagine? And you know what? Even if it doesn't go better than you can imagine, it's simply redirecting you towards something that's better than you can imagine. And something else I want to touch on is what got you where you are isn't going to get you where you want to go. And this really applies to the self-development world as well and like doing the inner work. And I think that sometimes we can become addicted to doing the inner work and looking for problems. And I do think that at the beginning of your journey, it is so important to uncover your limiting beliefs and work through your blocks and, you know, figure out what your trauma is that it can't block you. Like that stuff is so important, but, and that will get you success. It'll get you results. It'll help you manifest. But then we reach a point where we've worked through the basics and we've brought ourselves back to neutral, but then we're so used to this pattern of, I find my problems, I fix them, I heal them. And then I manifest things that we get addicted to looking for problem problems within ourselves. But once you've really gotten past a certain point, I don't believe you need to continue to look for problems anymore. And when we're constantly looking for, okay, my life isn't the way I want it to be. Where are the problems? Where am I broken? How can I fix myself? We can get ourselves into this spiral of, I am unworthy as I am. I need to fix myself to be worthy of manifesting what I want. And that's simply not true. You are worthy to begin with. And I believe that the universe and your body and your mind and your soul will always put in front of you your next step. If there's something that is meant to be worked through, a limiting belief or a trigger, it's going to show up in your reality. You're going to be triggered by it. It's going to show up in front of your face. So if you already have a basis of doing the inner work and you've hit a wall or like a glass ceiling of what you're able to manifest, ask yourself, am I still looking for problems within myself? Because what if you don't need to fix anything else? What if you don't need to heal yourself right now? What if you simply need to claim your worth? Claim that, hey, I am so worthy of all the money right now. I don't need to fix myself or heal myself or do anything to myself. I simply need to claim my worth. That is magnetic. Like you'll be given the next steps. The universe will show you like the healing journey never ends and there's always more to do, but that's the problem with it. 
there's always more to do. And so we can get into this belief that we're never good enough. We're never worthy until we've healed everything. It's never possible to do that. And so I invite you to fully affirm and claim that you're worthy as you are. And if you have a basis of doing the inner work, maybe you need to stop looking for problems and start looking for reasons to believe that you can have it all right now and you're already worthy because you are. And I see that for you and I believe it for you. Okay, so with all of that said, what I really did want to talk about is the idea of surrender and letting go. Whether it's letting go of a person, a partner, a place, a job, an experience. Because I think there's a lot of misconception around how to surrender and to let something go, especially resistance around something. And the idea of surrender doesn't mean that we don't care. It doesn't mean we get to this place of consistent internal peace of I don't care what the outcome is. Surrender is having the higher perspective of knowing it's all working out, but it's not just about the higher perspective. It's about the energy that we're coming from. And I see a lot of people trying to force surrender, right? There's two kinds of surrender. There's surrender from love or there's surrender from an unconscious sense of unworthiness. And I'm going to, I'm going to describe this in the example of surrendering to the idea of letting go of, let's say a romantic partner, right? Like letting go can be really hard. And someone actually asked me the question today, like, how do I let go of someone that I can't let go of? Like I'm having trouble surrendering to this. I just want to surrender, but I can't let go of them. And here is the paradox. We can never let go by trying to let go because the act of trying to let go itself means we have resistance to our attachment and nothing can be manifested from the energy of resistance. So what's happening when we say we really want to let someone go, but we can't do it and it's not working is we're trying to let them go from the energy of judging ourselves for having an attachment. We're saying, wow, why am I so attached? Why am I unable to let this person go or this experience go or this job go? Why am I so attached to it? Right? We create a shame spiral of what so-and-so let go so easily. Why can't, why can't I, or I should have been able to let go by now. And so it's almost like we judge ourselves as unworthy or unlovable or not good enough because we're unable to let go because we still have this attachment. And then we're attempting to surrender and let go from the energy of the shame and judgment from the energy of unconsciously assuming that we are unworthy unless we are able to surrender. But the truth is that true surrender can only come through love. True surrender cannot come through force from the energy of judgment, from the energy of shame, from the unconscious belief that we are unworthy. That's fake surrender. That would be like a forced surrender. True surrender doesn't mean letting go. True surrender means choosing love. True surrender means saying there's a part of me that is still attached to this person. There's a part of me that is still attached to this experience, this situation. And I'm going to choose to love that part of me instead of pushing that part of me away. I'm going to choose to love that part of me and tr- instead of trying to surrender that part of me because it doesn't feel good enough. I'm going to accept that that part of me exists. I'm going to face that part of me and I'm going to choose to love it. And maybe I don't even like it. Maybe I don't like that this part of me is attached. But I can choose to love it. 
And I can choose to claim that I'm worthy of what I desire, even with this attachment. And the truth is that once we accept and love the parts of us that we're trying to get rid of through a forced surrender, that actually calls in the deep surrender with more ease. So yes, the paradox of letting go is not trying to let go because we can't get over something, right? We can only move through it. And it's the same as like trying to let go of something. You don't let go by trying to let go. You let go by accepting that a part of you is still attached because if we're not looking at the reality and accepting reality as it is, we're too busy trying to manipulate reality saying, I'm going to try to manipulate my reality into me being totally over this and being able to let go. That's not going to work. We're going to simply bypass the pain of what actually is and push our judgment of our attachment into our shadows, to our shadow side, where it will continue to manifest over and over and over in our reality. So true surrender is not letting go of anything, whether it's resistance or a relationship or a job or whatever it might be. True surrender, like is letting go, but the action is not trying to let go. The letting go happens naturally. It's not something you can do. You don't just let go. The action of surrender is coming to a state of acceptance of what is and bringing ourselves back to love, keeping our hearts open. Because if we're trying to surrender from a place of, I don't like this part of myself, I want to shift it, let go of it, push it away, it's not a surrender. So can we come back to love? Can we choose to witness and love the parts of our life and the parts of ourselves that don't feel lovable? That we're judging, that we're shaming, that we want to push away. And a lot of this is related to the way we learn to relate to love as children. Like maybe we had parents who only showed us love or affection or words of affirmation when we were acting like a good girl or doing the quote-unquote right things or achieving or whatever it might be. We had to perform for love. And so we learn, even as adults, we're still acting from this place that we're unworthy of love unless we're doing all of the quote-unquote spiritual things or we're following the steps that society's laid out for us or we're reaching these unattainable levels of being fully healed or letting go or whatever whatever we're, we're choosing. Like we set these impossible standards of I'm not worthy of love or I'm not worthy of what I desire until I achieve X, Y, Z. Whether that looks like letting go of someone or achieving a goal or fixing ourselves or being fully healed. And we tend to project these relationships onto the universe or God or source, whatever word you use. And we assume that we're not going to receive our manifestations unless we've done all the things, unless we've fully let go, unless we've achieved the things, unless we're checking off all of the spiritual boxes of what it means to be a spiritual person. Unless we've stopped drinking alcohol, unless we've stopped eating junk food, unless we've stopped judging people, unless we've stopped gossiping. But what we're really doing is just deepening this shame spiral and this circle of judgment. And the truth is that, you know, the universe, God, is unconditionally loving. You know, the universe doesn't know conditional love. It is unconditional. The universe sees the love and the perfection in every single soul, regardless of how we're showing up. Which means that we are always worthy of manifesting what we want. Whether it be love or money or anything else. You don't need to fix yourself first. You don't need to let go of someone first. There are no prerequisites to you being worthy of what you want. This unconditional loving energy, divine spirit of the universe, God's source, wants everything for you. 
And so we don't need to sometimes fix ourselves or fully let go. We simply need to see ourselves through the eyes of the universe, of God, of source. And even in the moments where we're too lost in our own stories to really give that love to ourselves, we get to acknowledge that the love is still there. Sometimes when I'm feeling really unlovable and I can't get myself out of a story, I'll just ask the universe to show me unconditional love. Show me a sign that I'm loved. And sometimes that might be walking down the street and a stranger goes out of their way to smile at me. Or it might mean that the barista at the coffee shop gives me a free cookie. That happened once. Or it might mean that a friend randomly, you know, decides to give me a hug out of nowhere. It could be anything. But beginning to notice those moments is the, the proof that I am so loved. There is love all around me in this universe, and I don't need to do anything to earn it. I am worthy of unconditional love without doing anything. And it's okay to have desires, and a desire to let go of something is great, it's noble, it's a worthy desire. But to try to force ourselves to let go will never work. We must first come to a place of acceptance and love for the part of us that we want to let go of before we can let go. So you want to let go of your attachment to someone? Can you first accept and love the part of you that's attached? You want to let go of your anxiety around money? Can you first accept and love the part of you that has that anxiety around money and realize that that part of you is so lovable? (laughs) I love that part of you. I'm here to witness that part of you. I promise that part of you is lovable. Whatever part of you that's coming up right now, you want to let go of your fear of failing in your job, of not getting a promotion, of disappointing someone? Can you accept and love the parts of you that have disappointed people in the past, that have failed in the past, because they were so worthy of love and still are? This is a part of letting go that I think most of us never look at. We want to hurry up and let go, but a lot of our desperation to let go isn't coming from a genuine desire to let go. It's coming from a desire to avoid the parts of us that we're ashamed of. We really want to let go of those parts of us, but we don't actually let go of them. We just push them away into our subconscious where they'll continue to manifest into our reality and trigger us over and over and over until we're willing to face them, witness them, and love them. And I want to speak on more specifically letting go of people. If anyone is trying to let go of a romantic relationship or a friendship or someone who hurt them deeply, but you still have love for them. And maybe you're judging yourself for having this love for them, right? Like, but they hurt me. They treated me like shit or they did this or they betrayed me or how could I still love them when they were so horrible to me? How can I have it in me to love someone who hurt me? But I truly believe that when we love someone, we're not loving their actions. We're not loving their personality. We're loving their souls. When you really deeply, truly are in love with someone and And I believe that when we're in love with people, it's not romantic love. Like, I'm in love with my friends. I'm in love with my life. I'm in love with myself. I don't think that falling in love is just for romantic relationships. And when we fall in love, we don't fall in love with what we see. We fall in love with what we feel. We fall in love with something that cannot be explained in words. It's an energy. We fall in love with souls. And so that means that when you fall in love with someone, no action can make you unlove that person. The love is eternal. And so if you have shame or judgment around loving someone that you feel you should let go of, just know that 
Your love is so beautiful. Keep your heart open. Your love is precious. This world needs more love. You don't need to love them less. But what I think is important is, is, is distinguishing between what we love because we can continue to love the highest in someone. We can, like when we love them, then we see the best in them. We can continue to love their highest selves, to love the pure unconditional love and light that we see in them, but also differentiate between that and the pain body, the pain and trauma in them that is causing them to hurt you, to act in ways that they don't even consciously want to. But we get to love that highest part of them without allowing their actions in our vortex, in our energetic field. We get to love the highest part of them while also holding on to our boundaries and saying, I am not worthy of being treated like shit. I'm not worthy of being hurt in that way. I'm holding myself to a higher standard. But also acknowledging that this can coexist. I can have love for the highest part of someone, but also acknowledge the human part, the pain body, the trauma that is acting out right now that I'm not okay with. So you don't need to stop loving someone to set a boundary. And I believe that love is eternal and it never goes away. And I spoke on this in one of my other episodes, but you know, I believe that when we fall in love with people, whether they're soulmate partners or romantic partners or soulmate friends or any other kind of person in our life in our lives, we have soul contracts with them and we'll have many, many lives together and our souls will be eternally together. But maybe in this human incarnation, the journey is ending. Or there's going to be a pause in it. But if we want to really shift our relationships and what we're worthy of, we have to set our boundaries. And part of letting go is acknowledging the love that is there without trying to make it go away. But also acknowledging that we can love the highest part of someone and also not allow that lower part to penetrate our field. But you know what? Something I hear all the time is just, oh, I shouldn't love them. Why do I love them? I just, I shouldn't love someone like this. And you will never let go of someone if you're not accepting what is. If you're judging the part of yourself that truly does love someone, even if they're not good for you, you're creating resistance. And that part of you will expand and become even more overwhelming. And I just want to validate you and your love. If you've ever loved someone that you feel like you shouldn't or you wish you could let go. Until you accept and acknowledge the part of you that does love them and realize that that is so valid. You'll never be able to actually detach. But just know that, like I said, once you've acknowledged and accepted that love and loved and accepted the part of you that loves that part of them, you also get to set a boundary of I can have this love and also maintain what I am available for. And that can create miraculous shifts in relationships. And at the same time, can you be open to the unexpected, to the miraculous in your life? Because something else that I think many people don't realize is, you know, quantum physics still applies in life. And when we expect someone, when we expect someone to stay in a pattern, we're more likely to stay in a timeline where that person is always in that pattern. Can we hold the highest vision for someone and expect miracles and hold the highest vision that they can show up as this higher version of them while also acknowledging what the reality is? 
that's a sweet spot of, I acknowledge what the reality is and I'm maintaining my worth and setting my boundary and not allowing this boundary to be penetrated by anything less than what I'm worthy of. But I'm also holding the highest vision of what is possible and expecting miracles either within this relationship or within what I'm attracting next. Let the universe surprise you in every area of your life. Expect miracles. Expect the unexpected. Because when you return to the vibration of love, when you keep your heart open and allow yourself and validate, allow yourself to be in love and validate your love, like your heart gets to stay open from that open-hearted place, that's where the miracles occur. When we shut down our heart and we judge our own love and we say, I shouldn't love like this, or even I'm unworthy of love. When we close down our heart in any way, we're closing ourselves off from miracles because the vibration of miracles is love. You are worthy of loving. You are worthy of being loved. And love is never wrong. Love is always right. But something else I want to touch on is, yes, it's so important to keep our hearts open and, and to never make love wrong. But I think it's so common to make ourselves wrong when we desire more, whether it's more out of a relationship or more out of a life or more out of the next meal. And we judge ourselves for that. And this is the feminine essence. The feminine essence is longing. Its desire is for more. And when we're making our longings and our desires wrong, we're more willing to settle for less. We're more willing to let our boundaries be crossed. Because we judge ourselves and we say, am I really worthy of more? I should just push away this silly desire. No, I have enough now. I should be grateful for what I have. No, you are worthy of more and your longing is your essence. The important distinction is, what is the energy that your longing and desire is coming from? If you are already full, you're already filled up and fulfilled within your own life, within yourself and your own love for your own being and your essence. Your longings can never come from desperation. Our longings come from desperation. Our desires come from desperation when we're not already full. When we're filling a void. Our longing comes from abundance when we have already filled ourselves up. When we are already feeling worthy. And so it's not a question of pushing away your longings, pushing away your desires, or feeling like you want too much. That is your essence. That is your humanness. That is the feminine energy. It's a matter of understanding. What is the energy behind this longing? And how can I shift it? How can I fill myself up first? So that this desire is extra. My life is already so full. When this desire comes, it is simply extra. It gets to add to my life. It's a cherry on top. And I think I'm going to stop there. I went all over the place with this podcast, but there were so many different downloads that wanted to come through. I hope that at least one of them was of service to you. And as always, it means the world to me when you share your highlights of the podcast on your stories and tag me so I get to see it. And I did want to let you know that Quantum Queendom is still enrolling. The spots are already getting filled. I'm so excited. The energy in this group is next 
level. Like the caliber of women joining is unbelievably magical. And if you feel called to working intimately with me within a sisterhood and you feel called to the next level of magic and ease and abundance in your life, I would love for you to apply. I'm going to keep enrollment open until the end of the month or until the seats are filled, which could happen as soon as this week. So apply as soon as possible if you feel called. And I'm not going to say much more because you'll know if you know. I trust you. Trust your intuition. If you feel the nudge, apply. Or send a message to me on Instagram at Proceed of Bliss with an underscore. And I hope you have a beautiful, magical day. And I'll be back next week.